Uh, yeah, let's begin. Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Down. Every week, Mike and Mars, Jer Palapal, we talk wrestling. Um, we, uh, um, yeah, I hope that it's, it's been good for you. Have you uh, watched anything good this week? I, as I just popped the candy in my mouth, irresponsible yeah. before we started. Don't worry, I'm drinking water. I did watch it a little. Okay. Um, I didn't finish anything, but I started a lot of things. Um, I watched, I had watched a documentary called Forever Hardcore about ECW. Yeah. So I watched pieces of, uh, the two hardcore, uh, homecoming, uh, pay-per-views that they had. Awesome. Um, and they were awful. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing about Um, those ECW (laughs) pay-per-views. Yeah. That's the thing, like you can't go home again. Mm-hmm. There's just some things like this shit. I liked of all kinds when I was a little kid that I'm just not interested in or younger or whatever else. And easy, everything, most of nineties wrestling that happened on this continent. Yeah. Like it has like, no, like I just can't go back. I, I just spend the whole time feeling awful <laughs> that I watched it at one point, but at ECW, like I have a little bit of forgiveness for that because I knew I was going to get that stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like when WCW and WWE started being super regressive and and everything else. So maybe that was, maybe it's regressive now and it wasn't then, but whatever. It's just like, I don't know. Like, uh, I think the thing that was most jarring for me on what I watched was that John Cronus, who I liked a lot, good local boy, Mm -hmm. uh, was uh, like had to wear a shirt during his match because he was so badly out of shape. And, uh, Balls Mahoney looked like a million dollars. Wow. So I'm not sure what weird alternate reality I was in. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, I saw, um, you know, it, it was cool to see some of those people like a little further along, but, um, you know, it just didn't really work uh, for me. I also watched most of the first night Kurgan Hall show of New Japan. Oh. Um, and I have the elimination match left. So, um, you know, that was pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Those show, the row two shows are the row two shows. Yeah. You know, like they're there. It's like, I've come to the conclusion, even though this doesn't count, like this summed it, like television wrestling to a degree just isn't for me because you know, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And you know why it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, so whether you're putting it in the format of these cool, I think I like these, you know, eight man or six man matches better with all the appropriate guys in it. But like at the same time, I don't like, I like when you're doing certain things in with TV constraints and trying to fit everybody on. And you're also building towards a pay-per-view like, things are just going to go a certain way. Right, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of limitations. So yeah, so there's not the same sort of suspense of, like, watching, like, a show. I'd honestly, and everybody thinks I'm crazy, and I've probably been saying this for years, with, like, a good opening match, uh, a bunch of guys from, say, Dark get, getting, you know, destroyed in three-minute matches where you get to see everybody's cool moves. Like, because in theory, you'd say you'd hate that, right? Yeah. But then, you know, then when you put, you know, uh, Lance Archer, you know, destroying Peter Avalon or something like that, like, you know, and him bumping, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've got good stuff. So for me, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, it, it's not for me, but I'll tell you this. Uh, 
the sound of New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. is something that, like, it's like um, how some people listen to the, like, the recording of the rain. Yeah. The ocean. Like, if I'm stressed out, like, I'll just throw on, like, an old show and just listen, you know? Yeah, the like, crowds are, like, they're, they're, they're their own thing. It's it's really cool yeah. to hear. Um, yeah, and the ring is mic'd a certain way, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just... Uh, it's shot in a way so they, they don't like I don't know everything about it is 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 the bee's knees but man like uh, the roster has been the same for so long in New Japan I feel like we've circled around again in the same way WWE does to all these matches again I guess for lack of a better way to put it yeah I feel like they they've been able to hide that in previous years because you could like have like a, a junior tournament that they pull in some guys from Mexico or whatever, and right. they get fresh matchups there. And then the G one, you get some people from the U S. But uh, right. last year, in the you know, until things get safe or easier to travel again, uh, right. we might be stuck with the same twenty yeah. thirty something guy roster and sure. uh, all the same dudes. But yeah, I actually went back and watched. Uh, I've I have I don't know if I've ever shown you this, but there's like a, a uh, randomizer that like it's like what New Japan match should I watch and you click it and it just gives you a random match and you can like um, set it to like pre twenty fifteen only or it's based nice. off yeah it's based off this guy's like spreadsheet of like must watch matches mm-hmm. so you could set it to like the highest rated of whatever's on that spreadsheet and um, I'll show I'll send it to you uh, after the show it's kind of neat it's nice to like have in case you just don't know what to watch and just want to throw something yeah. on. I uh, I found an old match that was from uh, nineteen ninety nine I think it was uh, okay. Jushin Thunder Liger versus Doctor Wagner Junior. Uh, yeah, I have seen that one actually. Nice. Oh, I've seen them before. Yeah. Um, uh, ninety nine. So that was before he was still Babyface Liger. He hadn't yeah. made that that term. Yeah. yeah, he was still. It was like mostly him getting the leg worked over and. He really only hits like five moves in the match. He's like, it's like a thirty-minute match where he's, you know, taking uh, Doctor Wagner's moves most of the time. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. really, really solid stuff that I really enjoyed seeing. I would not have it, found on my own. It's awesome. The, uh, uh, I think that's right. Is that right? After he had the brain tumor. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So. Because I remember, like, like Benoit go, wherever he was working at the time, and I've seen clips of that, and, like, uh, like the match was normal. It didn't seem like Benoit was taking it easy, but something seemed like it pissed off Liger for real because he was, like, falling around, slapping him in the back of the head, yelling, Cripple me! Cripple me! <laughs> Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and then they had the, the Liger, uh, Benoit match. But, yeah, that's a really cool thing. I like that especially because uh, there's actually a project I wanted to talk to you and my buddy Coop about uh, you know, in regards to the fact that I, I own a, a publishing company now and don't know what to, to, to do with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hell of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, even the cool things where I, like, call one of my favorite authors and is like, you got anything you never put out? And they're like, sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's cool. But, like, that's, like, one, like, I have 12 months of time. To, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, like, um, that's a cool, like, that, that randomizer. I love... That's one of my favorite words in the English language. I love doing tournaments, and I love, like, you know, all that stuff. So I, I got my... If I had eyebrows, you would have saw them peek up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, also, I, I watched uh, the late Or not the latest. Uh, there's a... Or the latest 
Stardom show that got uploaded. Worth watching. There's a good um, SWA title match in the main event between um, Sayuri, who's the current champion, and Momo Watanabe, who might be my, one of my... Uh, the wrestler I'm probably the most interested in on that roster right now, just because uh, she's the leader of uh, one of the factions. And when Io Shirai left, the owner of Stardom was saying that like she's the next uh, ace of the company. Uh, and she won their secondary title. But once she lost that title, it's been like two years of just straight losses. Her fa- her faction mates have more titles than her, basically. They're more ascendant. So it's interesting. Like when, um, when it came time to pick uh, people to do the dark matches at Wrestle Kingdom this year, she was not one of them. And it's like a weird like fallout. I'm like, there's something. I feel like they're setting something up there uh, with mm-hmm. her taking a lot of losses. But like, the her her style's getting more aggressive in the ring, and it shows in this uh, really yeah. great like main event that's worth checking out. Nice. I, I, yeah. I probably will. I uh, I have a little more time on my hand this week than normal. All right. Nice. I'll send you a link. It's delightful. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else? Or do you want to get into dynamite? Yeah. Because this is a, an eventful episode for sure. Yeah. For sure, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. It aired on um, 2-3-2020, February 3rd, 2021. I don't know why I went with all the numbers. I became a computer for a second. Uh, Student more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it in binary. Um, and it's... Uh, it zero, 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the show is called Beach Blast. Uh Fantastic! Uh, like, I think they, they did this last year, right? Like yep. same thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like a little mini pay per view on the in the middle of the week. Uh, started off with a tag team battle royale where you could tell who was important because four teams got entrances and mm-hmm. pretty much everyone else was waiting outside when um, the show started. <laughs> yep, and it. I'll tell you what's bad about that, hmm. and I understand the logistics of it, but like. I don't know who the hell most of those guys are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, private party notwithstanding, like when, you know, somebody didn't get an entrance, I had no idea. Coincidentally, they got an entrance anyway, but, like, the one team of them that I had seen before, the team that comes in and and one of them raps and stuff like that, I had seen them on dark. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, like, that guy looks like Pillman might be Pillman's partner. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like trying to suss it out, but it was a bit distracting because of that. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with top flight and Mm -hmm. one of their guys like lasted till I think he might've been the last face in the, um, Mm -hmm. in the the battle Royale actually. Um, yeah, yeah. all, no, some teams didn't get interested. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are the, the tag team for inner circle. And they, I don't think got, yeah. Uh, so it was a little weird. I mean, there was not much to the match, right? It was just like it was a right. means of an end to get, uh, you know, this Jericho MJF inner uh, circle story going and give them right. a title shot against the Young Bucks, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like you know, I do like, I do love the Young Bucks, but yeah. I do agree with like, I'd say eighty. 80- five percent of the mass criticism of them sometimes yeah so if anybody can like kind of beat them out of their formula it's you know a 30 year like hall of famer and uh you know the guy who wrestles like you know a junior from 1985 so right yeah yeah i think like my favorite things when like 
I think the Bucks are at their best when they're a little more limited. Like you throw mm-hmm. them against like uh, the Lucha Bros, and I find that it's just like it's just flipping for the sake of flipping. They're just mm-hmm. doing like Canadian destroyers on the apron back to back to back or whatever. Uh, you put them in the ring against someone like Jericho. I think he's way more limited physically, but he's also like great with psychology. So I think that will wind up being a really like memorable match uh, or. Or one that's about MJF and Jericho like not getting along or whatever the hell. Um, right. You know. Either way, I've, I'm looking forward to it. I think they're they've got a decent kind of card going for uh, Revolution. I agree. It's um, it's a bit worrisome because if this television show this week Beach Blast showed me anything, they do have the propensity to um, overbook uh, yeah. in a very in a very you know. Uh, New York sort of way, so um, you know, like I, you know, it could be a, just a, a friggin' mess. But I mean, I, I'm I'm really intrigued. Like how when we did our dream show, we were talking about like just combinations that are intriguing. Mm-hmm. And, and this comedy very intriguing to me. Same, same. Uh, what was next? Do you want to talk about this? The the next thing was a Darby and Sting promo, which I barely remember. Um, I actually don't have any. I I took notes and don't have notes for that specific thing. I was irritated because I'm old. Yeah, like did did Taz call somebody to come out with a camera or? Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, the premise was uh, Darby and Sting are were cutting a promo uh, against Joey Janela because Darby's facing him next week, and Taz and his crew were locked out because they attacked somebody or whatever. Um, they were locked out of the building, and yeah, it doesn't make sense that they would have a cameraman out there to interrupt <laughs> a filmed, yeah. uh, a scheduled segment. Um, right. Yeah. And like, and they just can't come into to the Ellie's place. Like, they can come on the like. <laughs> They're yeah. allowed on the parking lot, but not any further. Apparently. I don't like it. They should have made him stay in the in the stadium or something. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I that just stuff like that. Like again. And part of that is that I don't know, uh, you know, what's going on other than reading about it. Like, I watch Winter's Come In and everything like that. But, like, uh, I say this a lot in film reviews. When I start thinking about stuff like that, it means that I'm not as engaged. Right. And, like, I do know everyone, like, know of everyone in Taz's faction. I think I've seen them all before, especially I'm a fan of Cage. But, like... I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Like, like I, as soon as I saw them get built, like I don't care about any of those guys. Like they're all great. Yeah. But like, action. Like, and and this is, I guess, by design. But they're the type of people. Like, and I hate to be fundamental, but like, uh, you know, like I see crews like that roll around all the time, and I feel like, uh, you know, I want to ask them what what frat they rolled out of. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, and I get it, and they couldn't even be doing more with that. You yeah. know, the kind of cool, the, the, you know, like, Darby isn't exactly like, you know, Lambda Kai, but um, he's definitely the, uh, um, the subculture lifestyle versus the frat boy sort of thing. So I, I just feel like everything about this is sort of hanging on, to, uh, it's very WWE, even though they're not wrestlers. It's, it's mostly hanging on Sting and Taz. Yeah. Like their star power. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody else has done anything. Well, I love Darby, but nobody on Taz's side has done anything to impress me except stand behind Taz. And, right? Yeah. I like Ricky Starks. I think, like, in little bursts, he's done things, like, in matches and stuff, but, like, as a character and as, like, a group, 
they don't fit very well. There's just they're just Taz's dudes. Um, exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, it's really hanging on Sting and him threatening people. But I'm like, the last time I saw him in a ring, he like nearly died. So I'm not exactly amped to see like what he can do other than stand there. And I feel like uh, that Darby Janela match next week is going to be it's going to be the overbooked thing that they're going to do. There's no way you have that many variables flying around. They don't do Joey Janela any favors to get over. Like. Mm-hmm. And then they put him in a main event opportunity and expect people who aren't me, who aren't you, who have been following him in Game Changer and all these other places to, to give a fuck. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's something I've, I've kind of had a criticism about them is that they do expect people to know. And maybe their whole fan base does. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But, um, you know, like, but when we talk about Taz's faction, I, I got to go back to, you know, blowing my new japan trumpet again like if you look at every faction in new japan it makes 100 percent sense aesthetically yeah you know like uh, suzuki gun they almost all wear black yep. and they're like black hat bad guys mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you can you can get it uh ljn you know like they're, they're, they're very colorful yeah, they're, they're like a goth art kids <laughs> Right, and the one who doesn't is chaos, and that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's gotten a little away from that when it was like the Briscoes and right. Yeah, you know, I know a million other people, but like, you know, now it's just more like you know, New Japan going. But like, you know, like I- I'm not saying everybody has to be the same tights or everybody has to be the same sort of thing, or but like, and Taz can manage fifty people, but if you're gonna stick them all together in a line. It right. should be, it should look like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. A game, you know? Yeah, it does look like a bunch of guys that they wanted to push, uh, but it's not even like they're particularly, uh, like, complimentary to each other, to each other, you know? Right. Like, Ricky Starks can talk. He doesn't need Taz. Uh, right. You know, Cage when Taz, that works fine. But then Will Hobbs was, I think, like, a face until he joined up with them or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's a little weird. Um, and it's the semantics, but if they were a stable, yeah, you know, and not a faction, not a team, like, uh, you know, maybe Cage doesn't need to be standing in the parking lot for no reason with the people who have a gimmick to be, you know, an angle to be standing in the parking lot for no reason. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, Bobby Heenan used to manage Paul Orndorff and King Kong Bundy, and, like, they weren't together all the time, but, yeah. you know, you also didn't have, uh, you know, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of like the uh, Mr. Perfect standing next to like Kamala, yeah, right? Like, yeah, doing his stuff, you know, like because why would they? You know, I, don't know. I, I agree with you. No, I don't think it's overthinking at all. It does make it makes sense, and it's probably the way they should do it. Just have Taz have a bunch of individual contracts instead of this like four or five guy group. That's like, what are they doing together? They're not even trying. They're not even no. Putting them in orange and black. No, yeah. Give them all towels. Give them all yeah. Taz towels, whatever. <clears throat> it may, they, you know, and maybe they like it. Maybe they hitchhiker of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do they talk about when they're not on camera? Yeah, they, right. don't, they don't seem like they have anything in common um, mm-hmm. other than wrestling. I've been told Brian Cage, or not told, I heard on an interview that uh, Brian Cage eats 
and lifts things up and then rest like otherwise like those are, when he's not wrestling he's doing one of those two things i believe that i mean he looks like it um yeah the one exception is like he has a kid with uh, the announcer from uh i think melissa santos is her name uh from lucha underground but otherwise i believe that guy's 23 hours of that guy today is lifting and uh, or yeah 23 hours lifting eating and then uh wrestling for an hour um, I forgot when she was like posting like like long elaborate posts about his genitals. Like, <laughs> for, uh, Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I hope someday any my body has an impact on somebody like that that they tweet about it. It's the, it's the least you can ask for. We'll get to the wrestling wedding uh, in a few. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but before that, we had uh, they had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Um, uh, yeah. Which was an awesome match. They gave that match a lot of time, and Thunder Rosa got to look smart. It was, yeah, and you know, Britt Baker got the win with cheating. Great mm-hmm. stuff. What I like the ending. Um, I don't know where where that is, but it's somewhere. Okay. Um, I have another old man complaint. Okay. I love Thunder Rosa. I think she's great. If somebody could go to the cemetery in Mexico, wherever she claims that she's from, and tell her to put some pants on, <laughs> I would be much obliged. Because, like, that's, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I feel like that's the one thing that's left from, like, the Divas era. Like, yeah. You're, you're a combat athlete. I don't need to see your butt. Yeah. I don't know. I think they, I think it's fair game to get over however. However, works. That's you know? a good point. You know, and I like butts. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I cannot lie. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like I don't even like. It's not even like a distraction in the sense where like, ooh, like yeah. Because I've seen her and everybody else's butt all oh, year. It's like a matter of like. I don't like. I don't know. Like, you know, I've had this complaint about comics forever that I. I like, how would you fight in that? Yeah. No, I get what you you're know? saying. Yeah, it doesn't make sense so, for a, an athlete or a competitor to, you know. Yeah. Has real long hair, though. I mean, I agree. I don't know if you do anymore. I don't know if you do need to. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I mean, this is also coming from the guy when he wrestled. He wore so much. Like, I had so much clothes. I had so, like, <laughs> so many clothes. Like, yeah. a wrestling gi, a wrestling, I mean, a karate gi and karate pants and a shirt under that and a mesh shirt on my arms. Like... <laughs> Like, I couldn't, I had so many, much clothes on. <laughs> All the clothes that uh, the women's roster doesn't have basically went to your your uh, your ring gear. It's like a pandemic. I stole it all. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, great match. And I'm, I'm, I think it was a great ad for the uh, women's tournament that they're going to start, even though they haven't mm-hmm. announced the, uh, the like, like, what they're doing with that. I think they're going to probably put it on YouTube, like they did the tag t- tournament they did a little while mm-hmm. back. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on the uh, people who they've announced for it? There is a Josie wrestler that my Hossman chat is jacked about. Okay, is it Maki Ito? Um, I think so. Yeah. Nice. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't didn't know anything. Yeah, she. Like, I be excited. Uh, she's she's got a better grasp on character. Than most Joshi wrestlers, I think, which I think has helped her cross over uh, to like some 
um, American fans uh, before you know everything went down and became really hard for anybody to travel back and forth. Right. But she's in TJPW and she's she's really come a long way. I think she started getting famous because like her, her gimmick is that she is a failed like idol, failed like pop singer who mm-hmm. just went into wrestling because that's the next thing that she could do. Um, and I think she started getting attention for her gimmick before her ring skills were quite there. But then mm-hmm. they've kind of caught up. I think I talked about this match uh, a while back, but she had a match with uh, Miyu Yamashita on um, uh, January 4th, and it was one of the better matches that happened on January 4th. Nice. Uh, just to... Just part of her gimmick is that she has a very hard head, and sometimes that means that someone who kicks very hard is going to hurt their foot on her head. It's nice. kind of old school like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's funny. It's great. Like, I remember... Like, one time I was watching a DDT show where the match went backstage because it was a Falls Count Anywhere match. And she was just in the background rehearsing her theme song that she sings herself. And the referee was like, do you rehearse that song every time? Every time you go come out? And she's like, yeah, that's what I do. And just like a little great with the humor. I can't wait to see like what she brings over. Um, the yeah. The wrestlers they've announced on the Japanese side I, that I'm familiar with, I'm I'm pretty amped to see. Uh, Mace Ruga's uh, an absolute sweetheart. She works at Chuck <laughs> Pro a lot, so um, I am. I Who has <laughs> announced at all? Uh, okay, let me try to find that here. Because I my 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 buddy Jakey Poo said that field was good so far. It it looks really good. I couldn't find it. All right, let me see if I can... I'm pretty sure I can do it. Uh, there we go. Um, well, it says analyzing it, so let's see if I can... All right, that's too long. I just want a fucking... I just want a list. Okay, so... Uh, they've split the brackets into a USA side and a Japan side. Uh, on the United States side, there aren't really any surprises. Um, the big surprise, I think, is that Riho is on the United States side somehow. Um, so it's... Uh, Serena Deeb, Riho, Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. Um, not how many spots are there? That's what. It's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep, uh, eight per side. Not really any surprises there. There's a lot of people who you know aren't here. Um, and that's everybody. That's everyone on the U- United States side. Okay. Um, on the Japanese side. Uh, uh, Aja Kong, uh, who uh, I have not seen her in a singles match in a long time. That's the one thing that makes me nervous. But obviously, uh, she's gr- obviously one of the greats. I would not argue about her being there. It just makes me nervous. Um, there's a Yuka Sakazaki, uh, Vani, aka Asuka. Um, uh, what? not the WWE Asuka. She, yeah, um, yeah, and Emi Sakura. Ryu, uh, Ryo Mizunami, Mesa Rin Katakura, and Maki Ito. I'm they love, uh, what's her name? Uh, Remy, uh, the one who dressed like Freddie Mercury. Oh, Emi uh, Sakura. Yeah. Emi Sakura. Yeah. They I mean, bring her over. They get. Yeah. I think it's probably partially because I, I feel like she's. She's really good on her own, but also I think she's like trained a lot of really talented wrestlers. It's like a mm-hmm. connection to have. Um, I'm really interested to see how they film this, um, in case 
my gut says they might just like split them off so that like the first round's like uh just filmed in the middle of a TJPW show and I don't know just keep everyone local in their things until they can bring over maybe the semi-finalists or finalists yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting um on this note uh what is it Fr- this weekend uh Chaco Pro has um their main event is includes Emi Sakura um and Mesa and I think one other wrestler on this tournament. Plus, it's the special guest referee is Hikaru Shida. Nice. Um, yeah, they're doing, an, and I think one of the other wrestlers in here, I think Ryo Mizunami is also on the card. So that one should be fun to watch. I'm going to look forward to that one. Um, hopefully I can watch it. But yeah, um, they seem like, I think they got Hikaru Shida over in Japan to oversee this uh that half of the tournament, so that should be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm aiming yeah. for all of this, no matter how they do it. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, it would be interesting. I I would like it if they at least on the. Sh- I don't know. Like I'm I'm taught. I watched one show and I'm talking like I'm going to always watch it, which may, <laughs> may not be the case. But like, um, you know, I, I think that they should at least show highlights. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they they again like. Wrestling fans are a little different than movie fans too, but from working with, you know, twenty year olds, like yeah. if you want them not to read or see something that you want to show them, like put it in a link. Yeah, because they're not they're you know what I mean they're not gonna they 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 don't they they have their stomping grounds and they may not go out of their way to watch a tournament, no. especially with women's tournament that like it oughtn't to be, but it's still probably a harder sell in two thousand twenty one. I agree. I wonder how that is because there's a lot of stuff that I wonder about AEW, like within like who's watching it and all that. Like, whoops, my cat just walked in front of my TV, uh, so I can't see you. Uh, no, he is sitting down, but <laughs> he is sitting down in such a way that I can't see myself, but I can see you. Uh, so that works. I saw him for a second. So yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't know if like all of their fan base is just like wrestlers or wrestling fans who checked out on WWE and are just coming back, or if they're getting yeah. new people to watch it, or like maybe they know maybe they're the the like wa- the views for the uh, women's tag tournament that they put all up on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. were really good. Maybe that's why they're doing it this way again. I don't know. Um, I, I think people also forget that like granted there are a lot of indie federations, yeah, but like. That means there are a lot of wrestling shows happening all the time. So, you know, and and the people crossing over, and then if you find a wrestler you like, you try to follow him and stuff like that. So I think that wrestling fans are much more educated than maybe they've ever been. So, you know, what I am afraid of is however, you know, however many viewers they're getting, like a million or whatever it is, um, that's the smart viewership, you know. The smart viewership mixed with watching wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's weird, but, uh, you know, if it... I kind of got to trust them with whatever their approach is because they've got... They're the ones with, like, the numbers of who's tuning in Mm -hmm. to what from where, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, for sure. So hopefully they're doing right by the women's division because uh, it's good. They've got a good roster now. I mean, it seems like that's Kenny Omega's thing, and Mm -hmm. he is very passionate about it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They've gotten some of the people, like some of the criticisms they've gotten have been fair, absolutely, but some mm-hmm. of it is also just bad luck. Like mm-hmm. people getting injured, the pandemic shutting down half of their roster. 
Um, so I mean, it's tough too. Like the Joshi style is is a style. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not you know like it's not, uh, and it's always been that way. And it's a little different than it is was in the '90s when I was following it a little more. But like, um, you know, like it's it's if you're Britt Baker and you've traveled around or Thunder Rosa even that's one thing. But if you're you know this someone else who's only had like you know they have a few people that haven't wrestled a lot at all on that roster and, yeah. and that's not easy to like you know you get stuck in with Rio and you're bigger and you don't know what to do you know what I mean it's just yeah. it's not easy it's not you know not that it should have been its own division but there's it, it could have been booked I think a little better at first yeah yeah there's a little bit of a growing pain there that they need to get over uh, right. still and that's probably because you know hopefully they can get some people back um yeah, so let's see. Hopefully, for better or worse, this other show helps too. Yeah, like you have definitely two or three women segments every single week on on both shows. You know, like so it gives everybody a little more time. I agree. Yeah, that would definitely help. Um, yeah, so let's uh, should we move on to the next one? Next yeah. One? All right. Uh, it was Matt Hardy and Adam Page versus the Chaos Project. Uh, I like Matt Hardy's current gimmick. Uh, mm. This match was mostly about him trying to become friends with Adam Page. If you had told me that the first time, like, so, you know, even getting tapes, there's some wrestlers that I've just never seen, right? Yeah. Um, and just heard about, like, and, and, like, I would get, like, six hours of some feds where this person was, and he just wasn't on one of them at mm. the time, or he was in a promo or whatever else, wasn't in a match, or, or I'd see him at, like, they'd show the end highlight of the match, you know. But I never saw it. But if you had told me the first Dr. Luther match yeah. I ever saw was going to be in 2021 on, <laughs> uh, you know, the artist formerly known as Turner Broadcast, like, system, like, yeah. I would have believed you in a million years. But sure enough, this is the first time that I've seen him in real life, other than, like, get thrown into a cake or whatever. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's crazy that he's wrestling it. It definitely, um, any, no one can deny the nepotism thing because there is no other marketable reason to give Dr. Luther a job. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, other than all those guys work there, all, all of Jericho's crew. Yeah. So, um, they would probably do some good on TNA if they send him over there. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I, first of all, in fairness, I didn't see all of this because um, uh, we'll talk off air, but my current um, television wrestling service is the biggest pain in the ass on earth <laughs> sometimes yeah. um but so I, I kept forwarding past this and before it so i just left it the last time i did um but what i saw was fine nice yeah i think it was it was just a tv match you know mm -hmm. nothing special about it nothing to uh, write home about but um and like i said it was mostly about this thing where matt hardy's like partnering up with people and then right. being selfish that i'm sure will lead to i don't know it's one of those things where I'm like fine with them pairing up like a veteran with a newer guy who probably needs like to learn a little bit more of like being a character. And Matt Hart that's like what I want Matt Hardy to be doing at this stage. So it's all fine by me, but it wasn't particularly memorable or special. I don't know what they're doing with Adam Page. Like he has been in just so many he's been a dumb part of so many good angles and the Yeah. Uh the good part of so many dumb angles that I, I just I don't know. Like like Adam Page is good looking, talented, mm -hmm. and talk has a good character. Just smash him over. Yeah, got a ton of people. Just smash him over. It, it wouldn't hurt him not to be on Dynamite if this is what you're doing with him. I you agree. know, like just let, 
let them be like new like just smash them over like it's cool Whoop. that you have Chris Jericho on your side yeah I don't know it's weird um I feel like I mean he has to be the logical guy to take the title off Kenny whenever that sure. may be uh but it does seem like they're just you know it's filler until the time is right for that yeah you know I mean I you know I mean again I suspect that Moxley you know gets the shot and he loses in either by stipulation fake injury or just it's the way it happened he's gonna take you know some bad time off yeah so I don't know how far along Mox will she'll be like but yeah um, yeah I don't know uh yeah uh let's talk <laughs> okay the next thing was kind of the centerpiece of the whole uh show uh the wedding between kip sabian and um penelope ford uh with miro as the best man and chuck taylor as the butler um i love a good wrestling wedding this one did it for me they don't do i think aw smart in that they don't do a lot of these like Big right. set piece things, and that lets them like do a good job whenever they're or most of the time that there is one. Oop. Tony Khan, <laughs> you stole my time. <laughs> you stole my time, Tony Khan. Could you please connect this call to Nero and Penelope Ford and Jazz Taylor in Orange Castle? Because you guys stole my time. I don't have a lot of time. It's snowing, and Anthony, you stole my time. <laughs> and also by the director, because the whole thing led to one thing, and nobody would have known what was happening unless Tony Schiavone told it, because the camera work was terrible. That's true. I'm really upset, Tony. <laughs> you stole my time. Don't like, don't ever do that again. Like, <laughs> dumb, and they were singing pop songs, and uh, Chuck Taylor's hair was weird, like. <laughs> I did laugh when he went to knock out the box, and I did laugh about Jim Cornette, uh, Jim uh, Ross's Jim Cornette comment on it. But <laughs> you stole my time, <laughs> and you had a giant people coming out of it, cake. Of course, someone's going to come out of it. <laughs> I don't know what the time to Tony Khan box ratio is, <laughs> but uh, give it back and don't send me any of that young buck money either. Like I want real live. <laughs> American football soccer team Jacksonville Jaguars money. Okay? <laughs> Alright. Okay, don't steal my time anymore. And tell Jericho to put a shirt on. Thank you. <laughs> I agree with that. the last part of that phone call that you rudely <laughs> took in the middle of the show. Uh <laughs> right. when Tony when Tony Khan calls back, you gotta take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, didn't like stole it. my time. <laughs> I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It'll, you know, cute, dumb thing that they did. I, I will say that there's not been enough of Kip Sabian or Penelope Ford wrestling to make this, like, no. necessarily deserve the amount of time that it got. Uh, but as, like, a, a bit of, you know, a little bit of comedy in the middle of the show, I was fine with it. I enjoyed it. I, I especially liked uh, Miro being, like, self-aware and knowing that he's been in, in a bunch right. of wrestling weddings. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. There was about four minutes of fifteen minutes worth of stuff <laughs> that was awesome, you know. But and I understand that they built it. I mean, that's part of, they killed it. Part of it is that they've built it up for three months. True. Um, 
I'm trying to say this without sounding like a pervert or whatever else, like because it's more of like a wonderment thing. But Penelope Ford has an enormous mouth. <laughs> like that's the like I was afraid she was gonna eat Kip Sabian's head. <laughs> like what? A, like her mouth is a, maybe that red lipstick. Yeah. Like well, you know when you said uh, trying not to sound like a pervert and enormous. Uh, Mouth is not where I was gonna go, so you know, congrats. Uh, you yeah. did not. Uh, I th- I think you passed that test. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like Penelope Ford's mouth is gonna open up in a little cart full of scared children is gonna go in there and go through a haunted house. Like yeah. his mouth. Like God bless her. I I mean, I don't. I I uh, not a blonde guy, uh, but I'm a fan of her ring work. But I never noticed that. Like, it literally looks like, like I don't know, like. She, that's a big. I, I don't even know, like, if you can monetize that somehow. Like, but like, she has a like. That's a huge mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, there's a way to monetize a mouth, and it's uh, true. You know, to put it on some t-shirts and stuff. Have her talk more. I don't know. Like, it's like, yeah, it's making me feel a little like uncomfortable talking about them. Okay, yeah. with the lipstick, it literally looked like, uh, like she took two Holly Quinn faces. And like somehow like stuck them together to make one enormous Holly Quinn face. Like her face is small looking too. That's the weird part about it. But man, like, yeah, it's that she's got a big mouth. And she didn't, and I don't know if they really are having a relationship, but they were going for it. Yeah, I think they are. I think that is like real, um, as far as I know. So yeah. yeah. It looked like he was fighting for his life, though. I don't know that mouth is going to be. <laughs> well, we'll have to see how it turns out once they uh, have their match with the best friends. I, you know. <laughs> she could have ate that whole cake with him inside of it. Orange <laughs> Cassidy inside the cake, yeah. Yeah. So the punchline is they go through the whole wedding, like uh, Jared said. Uh, Nero is self-grandizing and also... You know, when there were things that happened in his other television weddings, the famous television weddings, he put the kibosh on it. There was a gift from Chuck Taylor there that looked like the classic uh, Southern somebody's going to come out of a box uh, thing, and Nero messed it all up. And then, at some point, Chuck Taylor shackled Nero. How did he know he was going to end up on the floor? Nobody knows, but like that's the way... It shook out, and, he, and, and Orange Cassidy popped out of the cake, and they beat up Kip Sabian. Yeah. Uh, what I just told you was all the important stuff, but then there was more. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, giant, uh, Janie Giant Mouth tried to eat Kip Sabian's head. Yes. So that was all the, all the, like, you know, all those boxes you had to check if you had uh, bingo, uh, wrestling wedding bingo. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, this would have also played much better if they did it three weeks ago or something and didn't keep building it up. And why isn't, what's Nero doing? And I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, I think they're setting up a lot of things all at once. So I'm kind of interested because I feel like they're setting up both the split between Kip and Miro and also Kip and Miro versus best friends or Orange Cassidy or whatever the, whatever they decide to do. I have no idea where Trent has been. Um, no, like, maybe he has an injury, yeah. Maybe that's the deal. I don't know. And Penelope Ford, I've seen in mixed matches, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I've probably seen him in a lot of them, right? Yeah. Like, why is she all of a sudden acting like 
a helpless like female all of a sudden just to get a I don't know. I think it's because AEW doesn't want to do the mixed matches, which is too bad because all of their roster is really good at them. Yeah, no, not even just that. Like, but I mean, even if you don't want to do a mixed match, like, I don't know, a fighter is a fighter. And it's not like Chuck Taylor is, is Brock Lesnar or, or King Kong Bundy or anything. It's not like there's a big enough size advantage that you know. I love Chuck Taylor. Uh, yeah. Pieces. Um, no, you're right. That's a uh, you put him versus Penelope before it's pretty much even, like physically. It's a good match. It's a, uh, I mean, and Chuck Taylor is not that much. I have an awesome picture. It looks like a high school picture. It's me and uh, the Chikara faction fist. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddy Wolfie. And it's like me and Johnny Gagano and Icarus uh, and Chuck Taylor. Uh, and it's like a high school like yearbook photo. Everybody just standing. Not nice. <laughs> like in front of like one of those laser backgrounds. And, um, you know, those are all normal sized dudes. So I don't know. And Penelope Ford could just eat him with her giant Harley Quinn. So <laughs> that literally looks like something out of the Beatles' Yellow Submarine cartoon. It's like absurd. <laughs> Maybe that oh, is I... how the feud ends. Maybe that. <laughs> um, they, like they, Psycho they... Goreman. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Taylor the Listen, if they gave us a wrestling Psycho Goreman, I would like unsubscribe from every other like wrestling thing and just full on put all my income towards AEW. Um mm-hmm. no, if they if they gave us a full on wrestling psycho gore man, uh worth it. Uh check out right. the film simps Wednesdays at six. Uh <laughs> uh let's see. The next thing they did was a lumberjack match between um uh what what's his first name? Kingston. What's his first name? Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston, there we go, and Lance Archer. Um JR's old uh, this is like the first match in the show. Like he's, I I give him too much shit sometimes. But the there was a solid chunk of this match, this lumberjack match, uh, that he thought was a battle royale. Uh, <laughs> he definitely at one point was like, oh, they gotta throw him out just so they can throw him back in, so they can throw him out and eliminate him. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, you think you you've lost track of what uh what is going on. Oh, and then when he figured it out, he got mad because they were beating him up on the outside. Like yeah. he was just a really angry. Yeah, like, you can tell that. Like you can tell that Jr. probably usually sleeps at like nine p.m. because uh-huh. like by nine fifteen on any dynamite, he's like cranky and like he'll like not know who the legal man is in a tag match and then have to be told that it's like a tornado tag. Like right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that he's happy to have a job and I'm sure he really likes his backstage role but like there has to be a part of me like I'm outside in January in a pandemic yeah like car wrestling like this is crazy oh definitely so I'm probably gets cranky yeah but I really like both these guys and Eddie Kingston is one of my all time favorites um mm-hmm. uh, and I like, I watched uh, uh, bits and pieces of the other match. They had to look good, and, and this match would be good. But, like, this again was very WWF y. Yeah. Like, with, a, like, you know, 50 50 book in, and that whole thing with Bunny. Uh, oh, yeah. Gonna get the, get the blackout, like, and Eddie Kingston just watching, like, like it was just like. <laughs> yeah. Like, just not, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I wanted to love this match. Um, I liked this match, but, like, again, it was, like, 
Why did it have to be a lumberjack match? Yeah, I don't know because they've had a match before and it had interference, I guess. But then, so Lumber- Butcher and Blade couldn't interfere. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, I know. I know it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, I like I like the match. It wasn't you know a year uh, year end highlight or anything. Um, no. But I do think like it's cool because I think this match could have been the end of the feud. This little like thing that happened on TV, or it could be you know something that they continue on to the pay per view. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if, I, I thought that they were going to do a pay per view match, but like um, Lance Archer seems all of a sudden involved. Yeah, in the end. Of- so I'm I'm not positive, but I don't know. Like I, I don't. The, my only real complaint about this is that I had never seen a uh, butcher wear a white butcher's apron. Yeah, before, and that just looked like so WWF like 1988, like wearing a Sam Sam the Butcher. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know when he started doing that because there was like a stretch where I wasn't watching regularly. So, like, I have no idea when he started doing that, but you're right. It does feel like very, like, early 90s, like, this wrestler also has a day job kind of gimmick. Yeah. Like, um, and doesn't, doesn't he front of, like, a death metal band or something like that? I think like, so, yeah. Yeah, like, weird. it's not very death metal <laughs> No, no. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a match also, like, reminded me that the bunny exists, which I, um... I want to know what they're doing with her because she's also a good wrestler. I've liked, I liked her a lot in TNA. And now she's just kind of a manager uh, for this tag team that gets on TV once every month. Uh, not in a match, but usually interfering. I don't know. You know when that other show is supposed to start? Which uh, oh the uh, the second AW thing? No yeah. idea. They like announced it, and every now and then they'll say something in an interview about how they're working on it, but nothing concrete. I'm out of gummies. <laughs> and I would have liked this better if these two just had a match. Like, I do too. Especially since, like, I feel so old, but wrestlers of today, like, lay the dumbest. Like, they do beatdowns like they're imitating wrestlers doing beatdowns. You mean they just go and they. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they're just like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, nobody's reacting to anything because nobody's feeling anything. And, yeah. So I don't know. I, don't, I I I was disappointed in this match, but mostly because I dig both these guys. Yeah, I I liked it, but also like partway through, I was like, I kind of just want them to be a tag team um, mm. more than I really want to see them have another match with each other. Yeah, that would be good. I, you know, it would kind of put Jake Roberts off to the side. Who, by the way, threw a punch uh, that the camera seemed to miss. Like you're. You know, every now and then they do still have like these really weird production issues. Well, Jake fell down on top of True. the Lilic. Yeah. Maybe they, you know. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, not, not, not my jam. I, I, again, like, it just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I always use this metaphor, and a lot of people probably don't, are going to not know anything, but do you guys, do you, do you remember Nelly Furtado? I think her name oh, is. Oh yeah. I love Nelly Furtado yeah. actually. So the, the, she's like the dad like a bird. Yeah. So she played the Grammys once and I don't know why or how, but uh, this, I know these are two contract things, but as like for somehow I'm, I'm a big, you know, 
I've always been like a big synth pop, like you know, goth guy. Yeah. But I'm also like a big like proggy guitar hero guy too. Okay. So I remember finding out that Steve I was going to be on the Grammys and was really excited about it. And he just came out and played like sweet acoustic guitar next to you know, <laughs> I forgot I'll play that song. And I was like, that's not, is that all? Yeah. Like, that's not what I, that's not what I want. Like, it, and that's how I felt with this match. Like, I felt like because they were obliged to get thrown outside the ring and then leave the person there. Yeah. The way that fight should have gone is they both went outside the ring and were kicking everybody else's ass to get to each other. So, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know. I was disappointed, but I'm a big. Uh, it's it's not. It didn't change my adoration for either of these dudes. Yeah, they did the best they could. Um, let's see. Let's we'll talk about the main event. I, I don't know if you have anything to say about this FCR promo, but I do like that they had. Um, someone did have to deliver the line, and then you had two men handcuffed to a dinosaur, uh, which only in wrestling. Uh, yep. <laughs> there was a comment on their match, uh, Jungle Boy and. Dax Harwood's uh, match the previous week. Which I've heard was great. It was, yeah. That was definitely the highlight of... I'm glad that we talked about this show rather than our plan to do last week's show because that was kind of like nothing really happened there, but that match was good. Very worth checking out. Um, Yeah, we just covered everything that we would have had to talk about on that last show by saying how good that match was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there wasn't much Uh, going on. So funny you say that. Uh, Quick aside... Uh, when I was hanging out with, um, I was hanging out with this lady, and we were supposed to go out one day. And as I was getting ready, I had pre-bought the AEW pay-per-view on PlayStation and forgot, and it just like sent me an alert that it was going to be on. Yeah, and I was like, "Would you get mad at me if we didn't go out?" <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing instead?" I'm like, "Well, right now there's a dinosaur <laughs> rescuing a man with no legs." <laughs> 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 oh man reminds me of like um when my girlfriend and i had our first anniversary like a month before i realized that our anniversary fell on the date of um nxt takeover brooklyn the second one and mm-hmm. i was like yeah listen i will do something for our anniversary but uh i'm gonna go to new york i'm gonna go to this wrestling show and uh i'll see you afterwards and she was like no you know what i'll go with you and uh, that's how I, you know, got into having to educate her about wrestling, and you know, we still watch some pay per views together. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was very lucky for twenty years that uh, my ex common law wife Kim, yeah, who uh, like she'd ride out with me and Tiny White to go to Ring of Honor shows in Philadelphia, and New Jersey, and you know, big shows and pay per views and pay per view parties and all that. Nice. Like, I mean, she never, like, what's interesting for her now is that everybody who she used to watch with, like, 150 of her closest friends in a small room are on Fox every Friday night in, like, HD. Yeah. That is a weird feeling. I can't imagine what it's like for someone who's not, like, following these guys every move um, to, like, go from... Ah, We saw them at the Electric Haze in Worcester um, doing moonsaults where their feet touched the ceiling. Uh, right. to, like arenas, stadiums, WrestleMania. I mean, even all those guys, she knows them from uh, PWG. Oh yeah, you know, so like that's even like a big jump to see the Young Bucks because yeah. Uh, all right, shall we talk this main event? Yep. <clears throat> all right. Uh, it was the Bullet Club of Kenny Omega, Carl Anderson, uh, Gallows 
versus John Moxley, Pac, and Phoenix. Everyone in this ring, in their own way, and don't hit me, old friend El Goro of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast, <laughs> with the exception of John Moxley. Well, no, I'll say that in his way, who was a WWE style brawler and is, is still kind of that now. Yep. Everyone in this match is better at what they do than anyone else did. That's what I noticed here. There wasn't, like, as American wrestling goes, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything that looked shitty. There wasn't anything that wasn't awesome. There wasn't anything that, like, stopped the match because they had to kind of get this shit together. Like, everything looked awesome. Phoenix is a freak of, like, like yeah. nature. Yeah, Phoenix I mean, is wild. You know, you're in a match where, like, Kenny Omega is, like, the third best flyer by a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was just so good. This is what you want your TV match to be mm-hmm. every week. And yeah. it doesn't have to be like an angle happens like every time. And it doesn't even have to be like, if you take a little bit from that New Japan style booking, you can have your story progress just by having those two guys in the ring yeah. or having them not be able to touch. I mean, that one of my favorite things was all the times that, you know, I wanted to make a compilation about an ECW and like two, whenever 1990, whenever Bailey legal was 97 or whatever that was mm-hmm. all the ways Polly found for one year to not have Sabu and Taz touch. Yeah. One in like, I, there was no way I wasn't going to buy that. Paper. Right. Else, like, so like for me, you know, again, I'm not saying Kingston and, uh, Archer shouldn't wrestle or whatever. Like, uh, or, or, you know, we shouldn't get more Omega and um, uh, Moxley, but that builds their rival, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Them have be part of something and have their thing be inconclusive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fenix getting pinned doesn't hurt any any of those people. Fenix could lose every week and get just as big of a pop because of how. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, so, like, it, this is what it should be. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, good match. Good match in the middle, main event, and just have a bunch of people getting showing their moves in cutting promos. Yeah. You know, like I know that's an old I know I didn't invent that. That's every studio wrestling show since the beginning of time. But like give a main event, give a pay per view quality main event. Because if you give just one of those a week that are all different, people are gonna wanna see that. Mm-hmm. You know, people will be like, Oh well, you know, that's like six matches that are as good as like the last match and maybe the first match every single week. Like that's what I've seen, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I love this match. Um, it started, I, I just liked it at first, but like when it picked into, it's like pro wrestling gorilla. And yeah, uh, it, yeah. I, for the most part, like for maybe the first like half of it, I was just like, okay, this is going well because these guys are all professionals. Like this is just fine. You know, everything's good. And then like, at like a switch for the last like 10 minutes of it it was just phoenix and pack and uh omega just doing the best that they you know uh the best stuff they got to -hmm. really elevate this thing something like really memorable and i got very invested in you know every every near fall uh i was good to see gallows and uh anderson being able to like work for the first time i've uh on on national tv uh not those two yeah not like a Twitch show or a three-minute thing on Raw, whatever. Uh, it's a show they can still do it, and 
hang in there with some of the best, you know, like you said, some of the best guys at what they're doing. Um, so yeah, great match, great action, like down the stretch. Uh, you're right that Phoenix taking the pin does not hurt him at all because you put him in a right. ring for two minutes and he's over again. Uh, no right. problem. And talking about not hurting them, I would say Carl Anderson took 80% of the baby face yeah. offense. Yep. Right? And I don't know what else you remember, but all I remember is that spine mustache. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, like he made everyone look like a million bucks, hit that thing that people want to see. Mm-hmm. Perfect, and then the finish. Like, like I, I don't know. I he those guys are smart, smart wrestlers who I thought, even though they weren't using them, were worth every penny that he was going to pay them. And, and I agree. You know, now it's interesting because I feel like they've, you know, I thought, thought TNA was just a something to do until they could travel freely. Yeah. Uh, but now it's very interesting what's going to happen. Um, uh, as we, I think, we'll talk about a little more in a second. Yeah. Uh, let's get to it because after the match, looked like uh, Moxley was going to attack Omega again, but somebody came out of the, he kicked open the forbidden door, right. and uh, gave us a very big surprise. Uh, Kenta from New Japan, uh, the number one contender for Moxley's U.S. title, uh, kicked his ass, gave him go to sleep, and made mm-hmm. everyone very very surprised. He had very pretty hair. Yeah, yeah. In addition to him just being there, he has uh, silver, like, gorgeous head of silver hair. Yeah. Uh, his, his hair looks like what I feel like my shampoo smells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are both jealous of Kenta's yeah. uh, newfound... No kidding. Yeah. Newfound hair uh, achievements. Yeah. Um, naturally, people are going crazy now because, it's, you know... But that possibility is a big deal, especially for, like, you and me who have been saying since we met there should be a champion. Yeah. You know, and, like, they're doing it in a really interesting way of perhaps Omega, you know. And Omega doesn't need to get the New Japan belt. Yeah. He's not saying world champion person. He could get the never. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. like you know, you know, so, uh, or the IC or something. Like, um, oh, man, Kenny Omega win the IC and then Kodobushi chasing it to to reunite them like this. I don't know. Like uh, there's, there's so many things that write themselves and so many doors open. Yeah. Like it's just real interesting and just that fact that like, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. You know? Right. You never know what's gonna show up. Yeah, I know. It's um it's interesting because they are obviously still gonna be limited by the pandemic, but like mm-hmm. it's the first sign of like things thawing in a way that, you know, They've scheduled uh, Moxley versus Kenta for uh, February 26th, uh, right. so we should probably mark that on our calendars and cover it the week after. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's too bad that that one's probably going to be on the like New Japan US studio. That's like, a, yeah. you know, yeah. a diorama. Um, right? Yeah. They. Uh, I mean, that studio stole our soul during that junior yeah. tournament. Right. Yeah. Um, but they also announced uh, Kenta and Omega, which is whew, what a team. Uh, versus Moxley and Archer uh, for, I don't know, maybe next week or something like that, or some maybe Revolution, I don't know, but like uh, upcoming in the future, so there's still, you know, and I think just even if they have to wait a while to get like Omega to do something with New Japan like this opens the door and like gets a foot in and it's like okay, now we can we can negotiate a little bit here 
get but something going. If I'm Tanahashi, for instance, I'm like, I have a whole second part of my career now. Yeah. Because I can do a bunch of stuff three times a year in in America, and I don't have to run with my weird, ricket-laden, broken legs. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's really cool. I I uh, I I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like how? But right now, it's almost the same philosophy when I was talking about the indie shows. Now, theoretically, a quasi unified show is happening on multiple services and TVs all the time. Mm-hmm. That's as much. That's more TV than Vince has now. Yeah. Or, or close anyway, you know, and it's all different people and it's not, you know, the same. I mean, we got an action figure of a WWE guy. I, I should have took a picture of that. I, I, I almost said if it's still there, like, if it, of course it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no idea who this person was. Like, no idea. Like, yeah. there's one of the elite ones where they just kind of throw out, like, a bunch of guys and I was like, who is this? Do you have the name like, or? No, I, I meant to take a picture of it, but, the, like, I found it while I was helping like some uh, this kid came in and like wanted to like get wrestling figures uh, and as I was helping him he like just went and saw like a set of turtles figures and just got that like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fine but uh, yeah I don't know like um, Japan is going to be rough because they've been handling the pandemic like uh, like Webster, Massachusetts has. Yeah. Like, like, no no pandemic. Right. I will protect this trailer park at my death <laughs> and never wear a mask. Like, so, you know, like, they've been just like, everything's fine. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't fine. They just, you know, like, they, they were saying, like, uh, you know, like, they put a big thing, like, if you read it, I actually, my friend Karando Mitsutaki, who is an incredible director, tracked down, uh, the very depraved gun woman or, or the awesome karate kill, which features, um, I can't remember her first name, but Birchall was her last name. She was, uh, the pirate girl in the WWE. Oh, uh, Katie <laughs> was it? Yeah. She's in, she's in karate kill. As oh. one of the head, but, um, he messaged me cause I wrote, see, Japan is open. Mm-hmm. Like they did everything right. And he said, no. Yeah. Like, like he lives in LA right now and he's stuck there. Like he, he has, residency but he's like no they just decided they were gonna open yeah <laughs> they, they're not in any better shape than they were yeah uh, it's, it's weird um yeah. how like things will shut down or i think they have like a curfew going and it's uh, it varies from like different regions it's almost like the states they're doing a better job but i think they just have like for the most part more spread out populations um, right well i feel like people for the most part uh in like, I have to feel like this almost everywhere in the world. Like, uh, and that's even in places where you know they maybe don't even understand what science is. Just that that you know you throw a ball in the air and a ball comes down. Mm-hmm. The United States of America, the richest country in the world, has to be the only place on all this big blue flat marble where so many people don't believe in science. Yeah. Like, uh, like Dutch, I, I used to use this expression for Fall River, and Dutch Mantel had said it once that it's like in the United States, there are more people that think 
pro wrestling is real and the space program is fake <laughs> than probably anywhere else. Like, I like that. It's crazy. So Japan, like, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, even if you talked, like, you could even hear Kevin Kelly and Rocky talking about it at the end of the, you know, like mm-hmm. the um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows. Like, you know, their logic said things were going to shut down, but nope, they're, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm six New Japan shows back uh now yeah and it's still hovering along yeah it's weird like i know they announced like a state of emergency and like a curfew and all this stuff uh but then it was like oh well stardom doesn't have to uh cancel any shows because all their shows are ending before 9 p.m or something like that it's like i don't know if that's helping anything in that case uh yeah yeah it's it's really strange i don't i don't like it's the frustrating part is if everybody had just stayed the fuck home yeah all it would be Right. We'd be, we'd be, you know, like we'd be getting our vaccinations now. And I don't know, but like, uh, just makes, it makes me really, really mad. And, and when you think about the fact that this could have happened at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all these things could have happened and, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, forget about that. I'm still mad that I had tickets to go see, uh, Alkaline Trio, Bad Religion and War and Women in Worcester. Oh. Or, like nothing good ever comes. Like, I get to see like saves the day every ten years of Worcester, and that's yeah. the only thing that I happens. Fucking love yeah. War on Women, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, great. My friend, uh, um, Bill by Force, Bill Fulkerson, Fuckerson, no, Bill Fulkerson, hmm. uh, just made a very short uh, documentary about um, the front woman of that band and her book and stuff called uh, Safer Safer places which mm. i think you can uh look it up or i might be able to grab you a screener okay uh, if you, uh film film sims yeah I would love but that. uh yeah it's, it's it's an awesome documentary uh it's short but like it's it's got a lot going on um because i am a 13 year old um goth girl inside <laughs> uh alkaline trio is like my favorite contemporary band i think yeah but uh, you know i've always loved uh you know pretentious me has always loved um uh, bad religion and then getting into war on women from bill working on that movie like um you know i was so excited for that show and yeah you know it just didn't happen because people were fighting it so much at first yeah i got a lot of uh, concerts that i was supposed to see that i'm not gonna well hopefully get to but whew, it's looking real long yeah. yeah yeah i mean but I mean, some good stuff came out of it wrestling wise and otherwise yeah. i don't know that Mr. Bungle would have got back together again if they didn't have anything. True. Yeah. Better. Well, they technically didn't. They just Mike Patton got a heavy metal all star team and called it Mr. Bungle for the <laughs> most part. But, yeah. Um, you know, there's just I mean, but even with Scott Ian and Dave Lombardo have been free mm-hmm. to take over for the dead and quick guy and Mr. Bungle. So I mean there was some good and bad stuff. I yeah. mean I mean one good I, thing, uh wrestling wise is that I mean you said that you we could have gotten Kenny at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, but now it's probably it's more possible than ever that we could get Ibushi in America versus like maybe Kenny at Madison Square Garden if they like reschedule that show they were supposed to do SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, so. and, and I mean, and also AEW could run somewhere ludicrous. Yep, and not worry have to worry about drawing if they did a pay per view in say Boston. Yeah, right. If they did a pay per view on the East Coast or the left Coast, yep. and the main event was Kenny Omega and Naito. Yeah, all bets are off. 
Yeah, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what else is on. You put Battle Bowl yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we should call it a night. Uh, I don't know if yeah. Panthers are going to watch the Super Bowl, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I was tempted. I, I, I had started signing, signing up for CBS All Access today because I, I don't know, like I've, I am a football fan or used to be. Yeah. Well, I guess I am. I just, I just, but I think at the end of the day, I still don't think they should be playing. And I know Same. that I'm a hypocrite talk about wrestling and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I don't know. Like, and, and plus, uh, I found out that the new bad boys had hit one of the streaming services that I oh. don't have watch that stuff yeah you know what man i don't work for them and i got it through prime yeah um so i'm just gonna not notice that i'm paying for it every single month anyway <laughs> but stars has so much good stuff on it yeah yeah I've i get seen, the stuff. like yeah yeah i got the stars app and i i so far has watched escape room oh, wow. and uh which was pretty good uh i watched a movie um about how we long jump out of airplanes and fighting uh, fathers nice. uh, from 1990-something. Right. Um, I watched Fantasy Island, which was surprisingly The good. one from, like, last year or two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, had all the Blumhouse fetishes. Yeah. Men and men with guns. And so. Right. But anyway, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, like, uh, so I think that I'm going to hang out with uh, KMC and her and I are going to watch... Uh, I think there's something else I had set up. Bad Boys and some other action thing that I saw that was on there. Um, I'll never remember. I'll remember as soon as we, we hang up. But, like, that's that's what I have planned, and it's all based on stars. Cool. They got all the Predators movies, which, obviously, I own in quadruplicate because I love it. But, right. Um, uh, don't ever watch Predator with me because uh, I just, like, translated all the way through. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I yeah. mean, the first one's amazing, so... Yeah, but I, I gotta, if you haven't watched it in a while, yeah, yeah. watch Predator 2. I remember liking that one, uh, more it's, than its reputation, like, you know, suggests. It's close. Yeah. Like, I, I think for my sensibilities of Men on a Mission stuff mm. and being one of my favorite subgenres, I, and, and being in Arnold Mark, uh, yeah. and, and all those crazy B-movie heavies on in one movie, like, I think I liked the first one first. Yeah, but I could make a solid argument to someone why that second one is better. I feel like yeah, you could. I haven't watched it since it must be ten years now, but yeah, I remember liking it a lot more than like I was like watching because I was like I'll I'll watch all the Predator movies. We'll see how this is, and then be like this one's actually good. I don't know why nobody <laughs> likes the second one. You know, maybe just because yeah. Arnold's not in it, but. Yeah, I'm excited for this pandemic to be done, so you can come be on my my movie podcast all the time. Yeah, we love it. All right, yeah, let's call it a night because I have wings on the way. But uh, nice. Hey, I got, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not watching the game, but I'm getting food that would go with it. Yeah. You know, I'm having uh, a uh, thing I'm excited about. Yeah. All right, I am Jared Palop. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at uh, Swing Dingling. Uh, Mars is I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Dynamo Mars <laughs> on all the social medias. Uh, this has been the Rust Down. Thanks for listening up. Goodbye. All right, dude. Yeah. Nice. I'm a wrestling promoter that couldn't pronounce my name. <laughs> you call